Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Tuesday afternoon, everyone. Kip Herridge here with the Daily Viewer Investing Podcast. Hope you had a good day today. Markets did not have a good day today. I'm going to talk today a little bit about a capit- ana- the anatomy of a, a capitulation event. Was what we had last October uh, 13th, the bear market bottom. And here we are again. Uh, some of the same signals being sent. Going to get into that. Also going to talk about what, what's happening now, which are clear liquidity events. Again, this ties into the capitulation event that we think is coming up here in the very near future. Again, seasonality, investor sentiment, so very important. Fear and greed index now hitting a new low, uh, just barely above uh, uh, extreme fear levels. Uh, fear and greed index today hit is at 26. Anything below 25 is extreme fear. Uh, boy, that's happened. That, that turn has happened fast. Sentiment. Investor sentiment, seasonality, I think they're more important now than ever because they've held up so well. These are repeating patterns that have held up incredibly well. Uh, we get into all that. Let's talk about the markets first. Uh, again, big wall of worry building. Uh, a lot of, in, a lot of uh, uh, economic uh, uh, news coming out that adds to what we've been talking about here, which is the economy is slowing. The economy is slowing. Yeah, the Atlanta Fed may have uh, third quarter GDP estimate at 5% or whatever, but we've seen, if you follow the Atlanta Fed, you know, it could be 5% today in a week or two. It could be 3%. In a month, it could be negative growth. That's how fast the Atlanta Fed uh, moves, and really no other regional Fed does that. Uh, but, um, yeah, we're seeing signs. We share a lot of this with our uh, various subscribers and clients about what uh, Ed, Ed Hyman Add to Evercore sees happening in the economy, which is a which is a clear slowdown along with disinflation. Uh, so anyway, markets today down, closing at the lows of the day. Another week smart money hour as we enter the final trading days of September into October phobia. Uh, Dow Jones down 388. That's just just over one percent. S&P 500 was hit worse, down one and a half percent. Russ 2000 down 1.3 percent. Our loser on the day. Uh, not what you want to see if you're bullish. 1.57 down. Nasdaq down one point, almost 1.6 percent, and then uh, right there with it, the semiconductors down 1.4 percent on the day. So uh, again, this is this is if you're joining us here, if you know again a bit of a broken record, but from the end of July to the the the, the data tells you. Uh, the strict analytics tell you the markets don't typically bottom until the third week of October, but we've been on record saying we expect that's going to happen next week. Uh, and I think, I think we're, I think the snowball's building towards that, towards next week. And the charts back that up, by the way. I just looking at charts, all of our key charts, one after another is saying, okay, we are now a stone's throw away from hitting extreme oversold. We're at extreme oversold on Many charts, when it comes to our shortest term momentum oscillator, which is, of course, stochastics, we're an extreme oversold there now. And the others are building toward it, uh, our momentum oscillators in the VR investing system. So uh, very, very interesting setups. As we started saying uh, this week, this is the best – this is going to be the best buying opportunity that we've had since last October's lows. Uh, and it's right. We're right on the cusp of it. Uh, I wouldn't. I frankly wouldn't fault people for buying now, if, even unless you want to time the exact bottom. We like. We like trying to get as accurate as possible. Who wants to pay more than you have to? And that's why we've been very patient and disciplined, and we're waiting uh, until we think there's a turn. I think that turn's going to start again. If you're joining us here, you know what I'm going to say next. Just watch the semis. 
watch the semiconductors, watch SMH, uh, which, which of course is the semiconductor ETF, or watch the uh, SOX index, uh, SOX index, SOX, either one. When they start leading, and I don't mean for one day, uh, which means that, you know, uh, if you're trying to, if you're a day trader, that 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 single analysis doesn't work all that well. You want to look at other things, the things that we saw last October, capitulation events, right? Big like reversal days, outside days, because again, that's what we saw last October. So we'll be talking about these uh, with you and writing about them every day. But this is what we're we think this is what we're anticipating uh, that a capitulation event is is nearing. We're in the build up to a capitulation event now. And then what we're seeing right now tells us that's about to happen. We're seeing liquidity, liquidity events take place now. These don't happen except in a very worried and concerned market. Again, fear and greed index down to 26, one point away from extreme fear. Put call ratio again today, closing well above one. Uh, last uh, last tick up, uh, put call ratio 1.13 today. Uh, that puts it now we're at about the, the fifth highest reading for the put call ratio uh, uh, of the last year. Again, these are all great reversal indicators, contrarian indicators. But as far as liquidity events, it's just not common. This doesn't happen often where everything is down, right? Stocks were down, led by tech, led by semis. Gold was down. Bonds were down. There is no flight to safety trade in liquidity event markets, and that's what we see now. Even look at look at energy. You know, we're very bullish on energy, although we did pause our buying last week. The group got extreme oversold, excuse me, extreme overbought on steroids, so we paused our buying a little bit. But we love this group, medium and short term, medium and long term. It was only the short term we were concerned about. But that now today, oil was up uh, right at one percent. Energy stocks were down in the day. So there is no flight to safety. There's no place to put your money where it can be safe. These are liquidity event markets. And folks, I've seen enough of these. By the way, they've become a lot more common. Matter of fact, I don't remember them happening before. Before quantitative easing and before the Fed became the buyer and seller of last resort, there was never we, – we did not see this. There was always a flight to safety trade. If the markets were down big, bonds were up. Right. You could find a, if, 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 uh, if the markets are down big, gold would be up. There'd be a flight to safety trade. Th- those, that's, that's, where is that now? That's gone. That's bye bye. These are not normal markets. But again, this is the age of financial engineering, folks. This is what we wrote about in the big bribe. This is where we are. Uh, you don't, you know, don't, uh, don't hate the player, hate the game. Well, this is, this is our system, folks. And this eventually will lead to a big blow up again. No one, no one can time that. Absolutely no one. And when I see people out there saying, Oh yeah, we're about to have a crash or this is in times and all the, all the, the, the psyop of negativity as we call it. Uh, I just, I just chuckle because it's, uh, I've been hearing this since I got in the business in 85. You heard me tell this story many times and it's just the truth. The exact same Fear, fear, and uh, uh, the 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 fear mongers that are out now, uh, the exact same uh, perma bears that are out now. The stories haven't changed. You can pull up news from 1985, and you'll see. Oh yeah, everyone's worried about us having too much debt, and uh, what's it going to come back to haunt us? Unless we get control of our debt, the whole system's going to implode. The dollar's going to implode. King dollar's going to uh, be uh, completely devalued, and the United States is going to lose our our, our role as a world reserve currency. 
and um, and King of the World. Again, that was I heard that in 1985, and it's just never happened. So, you know, if it, it I, I'd be careful of people saying it's in times. You know, and uh, I've had some very uh, interesting debates with a lot of these folks. I won't tell their names here, uh, but uh, from direct messages and emails uh, and some phone calls, you know, some of the names that you would uh, no, no doubt would know. Uh, we've had some, you know, because they, again, it's very easy, even for people that have done this a long time, like me, I was just 38 years. It's very easy to get caught up. And the mania and the emotion of it all, and I and I get all that. It's not that I'm, I'm I'm not immune to it, right? But this is why we plan ahead, right? This is why we look at our charts. We use our VR investing system. We talk about this stuff all the time because, again, seasonality has been so spot on, just balls on accurate all year long. Uh, seasonality told us at the end of uh, July. We're going to have two, three months of, of weakness. We know October is crash month. And so this is also, by the way, it's not only crash month and uh, October phobia is very real. Guess what else? October has a reputation as a bear killer. It's one of the strongest months of the year for that reason. First, you have to go through some pain, you know, and I'll, I'm going to talk about some economic pain that's happening now because there's frankly, it's there. And I know, again, we have a psyop of negativity. Everyone is so, 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 so negative. It's all you hear on TV is the bear stuff. But the facts do not bear that out. And I know we hate the inflation that's happening. I get that. We hate the border invasion. I get all of that. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not denying any of it, okay? It's all very real. But at the same time, even though I'm about to tell you some negative uh, uh, economic stuff from today, at the same time, I'm just going to repeat this because no one else is talking about this. And these are facts, okay? These are just facts. But you hear nobody talking about it, and that always makes me very curious because it, th these are positives. And I know when I talk about them, I get beat up, okay? And maybe that's why people don't talk about it. It's like turning on Trump. You know, if you say anything negative about Trump, uh, Trump world is going to come at you, right? Well, I, I don't operate that way. You know, I, I try to deal in facts as much as possible and then extrapolate from those facts what I think is actually happening. You know, I think that's how you make smart decisions. So here's the truth. Here are the facts that you don't hear people are talking about. Something Tyler and I have been focused on. We wrote about in The Big Bribe. We did a lot of work on this book for uh, close to two years. And uh, what we learned is now being validated to an even higher degree, which is home prices continue to hit all-time highs. Folks, if you remember 30 years ago, roughly speaking, remember when California home prices uh, were, uh, start, were hitting all-time high? After all-time high, this started about 30 years ago. Well, everyone was saying, the experts were saying, um, yeah, but uh, 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 housing affordability has just hit an all-time low in California. That means home prices cannot keep rising. And what happened? All they've done is go up. And that's why California's economy has remained, remained so incredibly strong. Of course, it's also Silicon Valley. It's also, of course, it's California. It's a, it's a massive state. Of course, the agricultural community there uh, feeds uh, so much of the country. But it's also their housing market has continued to, to move higher. That's created massive amounts of wealth creation in California. So, yeah, housing affordability, as we see now. More data came out today in the United States. Uh, uh, home, home affordability is a, a one of the lowest readings on record. That just never mattered in California. 
So I'm just going to deal with the facts that we know of, that the rest is conjecture. What we know is house, home prices are at all-time highs. Again, these are nationwide statistics. Um, net equity, homeowners' net equity in homes are at all-time highs. It, and it matters because 68.8% of Americans own at least one home. So when these facts are out there, that means a lot of people are making a lot of money in their home. This is the largest asset that anyone, that most people will ever purchase. And again, most people, again, own at least one home. I would imagine a lot of, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not. Uh, at one point, we owned over 70 homes. We did a, uh, a real estate investment program uh, years ago. And uh, it worked out very well for us, but it just, I'm a stock market guy, you know, but I would imagine a lot of you uh, listening to this own more than one home and you know what I'm talking about. Yes, inflation goes, has gone up. Yes, it sucked, but guess what? Wage growth is up 4.4% year over year. That's helped a little bit to offset some of the inflation, but there's never been a better time to have money. There's just never been a better time in America to have money than now because you're invested in real assets such as real estate and housing, and yes, the stock market, where we're in a new bull market now. And a lot of people have made a lot of money over the last year, especially if you you know, were, uh, were listening to us and you got and you jumped in aggressively at the bear market low on October 13th of last year. So, <clears throat> you know, and even before that, of course, you go back through the viewer portfolio, you'll see we've got, I, I think it's over 3,000%. Uh, and net gains back to 2014. Most of those, many of those from just ETF trading. So, um, you know, the, the fact is, is that the housing market is strong. Uh, household net worth, net wealth has never been higher. That's a whole other thing. Uh, again, there's never been a better time to have money. Uh, credit scores of homeowners, never been higher. So there's a lot of data out there that tells us uh, there are positives that aren't being reported. I don't know why that is. I think it's just not popular to do it. But again, I'll leave that for other people to uh, to, to decipher. But we clearly are seeing a slowing economy now. And I, I have a, my feeling is that the Federal Reserve is pulling a classic Federal Reserve move. We kind of saw an announcement from Jamie Dimon today. He's always like been one of their useful idiots. Uh, whenever uh, they need an official story to be out there, they put Jamie Dimon out to really you know, add the punch to to their to their story. Diamond, of course, today said that rates may need to rise a whole lot more uh, to get down inflation. He actually mentioned a seven percent uh, ten-year yield. Okay, so of course we already know that uh, mortgage rates are already well over seven and a half percent now. So, um, but I think the Fed really wants to have a capitulation event. They want to get they want the inflation bugaboo to to end. They want it to be in the rearview mirror. Uh, they're willing to take a bit of an economic or financial stock market shock for that to happen. And again, it's just hap all this just happens to be taking place at the same time that seasonality tells you this is not a great time to be long stocks, but it's a great time to have your shopping list ready. And that's what we're doing. Um, so uh, bottom line on the market right now, so the NASDAQ is down about 7% in the month of, uh, of September. Uh, uh, SPF 100 is down 5%. Dow Jones is down 3%. And of course, the 10-year yield is continuing to move higher. And again, I think that's what the Fed wants. They want this to be over and done with because they know that next year is an election year. It's a presidential election year. And they are the epitome of the Uniparty. You look up uh, Uniparty uh, in your uh, encyclopedia, which I know we all still have 
uh, uh, bookshelves full of encyclopedias, right? You look up or look up online, you'll see a picture of the Federal Reserve next to the Uniparty because you couldn't find an organization more committed to what the state wants to see accomplished than the Federal Reserve and central banks globally. Of course, they're now on to climate change, aren't they? So as disgusting as that may be. Uh, boy, we've got a lot of work to do in this country, don't we? Uh, still the best country on the planet, but doesn't mean we're flawless. We've got a lot of flaws and a lot of work to do. Uh, if, if we can keep our country, uh, that is. Um, but I think they want to see uh, a capitulation event. They want this to end. And again, I think that's what October is going to give us. It's going to give us really the, the uh, people in the very near future are going to stop talking about uh, uh, additional rate hikes. OK, that's going to be a thing of the past. And there are going to be we stand by. Four rate cuts next year. Ed Hyman still says six rate cuts next year. Best economist in the country. And the news today would certainly back that up. Uh, August new home sales missed ex- expectations by a uh, fair amount. Uh, August home sales were down 8.7% in July. Uh, the, the estimate was for 2.7%. Uh, so that was a pretty big miss. The uh, consumer board's co- consumer confidence index fell to 103 from from uh, 108.7 in August. So uh, people were becoming less confident. Uh, estimates were uh, for for like a 105 reading. So it was a big miss. And also uh, hidden in that uh, consumer confidence index is the expectations index, which fell to 73.7. That's below a level that analysts associate with recessions. So, again, we are starting to see a, a, a multiple, multiple signs. The economy is slowing. I would look for the Atlanta Fed to begin pretty radically ratcheting down uh, their estimate of 5% GDP growth uh, for the third quarter. Uh, but, um, again, we are positioning ourselves here now uh, from, from a seasonality point of view. We're, we're, we're making our shopping list. We want to be ready. And there's some really great looking charts out there, folks. They're still well above the 200 day moving average. Uh, we're hitting extreme oversold on steroids. We're right there on a very investing system. This is a, a, a classic looking liquidity event leading to a capitulation event. And we're right on the cusp of this happening. So, you know, uh, I think you want to, you want to have some cash ready in the near future. And it'll be hard, you know, the, 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 the toughest buys of my career, the smartest buys of my career were the hardest ones to make, hardest hit the inner button. It felt like, you know, someone's going to hit me in the punch. If I, if I do this, I'm like, how can I, can't, I can't get a breath. I don't, don't I, the market's tumbling or everyone's bearish. And how can I do this? Well, that's, the, that's typically when you're supposed to buy is when it feels like it's the absolute worst thing that you're supposed to do. And so we've got all these indicators that we use that give us the confidence to do that. And they're all headed in that direction right now. Um, the uh, not good readings today, though, I will tell you, um, we had, uh, again, this wall of worry, this building is just almost near perfection here. Uh, government shutdown, all the things you've been talking about here, of course. Um yeah, this is this is a good looking setup coming, folks. Uh, but today's readings were not good in the internals. I just tell you uh, a couple of the the the, the low lights here. Uh, NYSE down volume today was eighty seven percent. That's a pretty big reading. Ninety percent is is kind of a a red flag. Something's wrong. Uh, but eighty seven percent is a pretty big number. Uh, new fifty two highs to lows were a disaster today. We only had fifty two stocks hit a new fifty two high to six hundred and eighty six stocks. 
hitting a new 52-week low. Uh, advanced decline for NASDAQ was better, about 2 to 1 negative. Uh, it was 5 to 1 negative on NYSE. And um, that, that's, uh, that's, that's the internals. In our uh, sector watch, let me do a quick refresh here. It was not good at the close, but they update this late sometimes. Let's see. All right, here we go. Yeah, uh, all, all 11 uh, sectors finished lower in the day, uh, led to the downside by utilities. Utilities down 3%, pretty volatile group, but, you know, they're certainly not discounting a rate cut here, are they? Utilities down 3% today, consumer discretionary down 2%, real estate down 1.8%. 1, 1. And again, it was negative across the board. We had one, two, three, four, five, eight sectors uh, finished with losses of 1.3% or greater today. And again, it was a liquidity event. And there was no flight to safety trade to be found anywhere, including our commodity watch. Gold today down $17 now. It's down 9 tenths of 1% at 1918. I guess compared to the markets, it was a flight to safety trade. I mean, I guess you, I guess you could make that case. It's not a very strong one. Uh, silver also down uh, today, down 27 cents an ounce at 23, 23.11 an ounce. Copper today down 2 cents a pound at 3.64 a pound. Uh, again, these charts are telling you that we're very close to uh, to a bottom here. They just are. Uh, crude oil, again, up today, but energy stocks were down. Crude oil down right at 1% at 90.55 a barrel. And finally on the day, Bitcoin down 61 at 26,238. All right, folks, always appreciate you listening. Hope you had a good day and even better night. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close. <music>